CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa, Florida. U.S.A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. There are only four days remaining in September. That means there are only four days remaining in National Bourbon Heritage Month. And as is our tradition here on the Cigar Dave Show every September, the last Saturday of the month, we conduct an all-out bourbon and American whiskey tasting. Not only do we celebrate bourbons, the quintessential American spirit, but we also celebrate all whiskeys that are from the United States of America. So today, we have moved from Humidor 1A, and we have gone to the luxurious, palatial, and fully stocked bar boardroom at our wonderful host, Premier Beverage, here in the Cigar City of Tampa. And for the next two hours, lieutenants, we are going to conduct whiskey, American whiskey, and bourbon, and rye tasting maneuvers front and center on the Cigar Dave Show. Long-ass greetings and salutations, a long-ass snappy salute, semper delictatio, always pleasure. America's alpha male front and center, and wherever I am is where Command Center Alpha is located. And as always, when we conduct our tastings, we are joined by one of the premier sommeliers in the, not only the entire United States, but in the entire world, who travels coast to coast around the globe, just returned from the Kentucky Bourbon Heritage Festival in Kentucky, sommelier Dave Cavanis. Somalia Dave, great to see you. It's great to be seeing General Long Ashes at you, and greetings. I just got back from the 24th Annual Kentucky Bourbon Festival at Bardstown, Kentucky, when it had started back in 1991 as a dinner and tasting by the Kentucky's Distillers. Two different cigar aficionados welcomed you and suggest next year you come up to see them, Alan Mobley and J. Paul Tucker. They mission, they said, bring the general up. Great. Uh, one is a great retailer. The other has uh, Kentucky Gentleman Cigars. Yes, a very neat cigar that is infused with Kentucky bourbon. And I know that you have brought me back a gift, and I have in front of me my Kentucky bourbon soap that actually is made with some Woodford Reserve Woodford Reserve. Bourbon. As we were walking around the festival festival grounds on saturday we noticed uh, this soap company and there they had the kentucky bourbon i asked them so what whiskey do you add as a just as joke and they said well woodford of course well, and when I walk around, everybody says, starts sniffing me, saying, hmm, you have hints of bourbon and uh, charred oak, French, uh, new, new American oak barrels. Yeah, now we'll know. you smell like you're 40, uh, 46% alcohol, 92 proof, right? I, I, I'm 80 proof when I walk around. I better be careful when I go to light my uh, cigars because I'll be flammable. This is also being brought and presented to you for oh, honor of the event. May you wear it proudly as you uh, go through, you know, 
ye born everywhere else here in this scarcity. This is the equivalent of a Kentucky Guayabara. Yes. The Cuban tuxedo shirt. <laughs> it says the spirit of the bluegrass, the bourbon, Kentucky Bourbon Festival embroidered on it. Samadhi, Dave, thank you very much. My pleasure. And I will bathe in my Woodford Reserve Kentucky Bourbon soap. I will wear go. my Kentucky Bourbon Festival shirt. I will be highly flammable. <laughs> and uh, I, sur- I may want to drink myself. It's so good. <laughs> All right, nice. and also joining us, a special guest. He was uh, joined us from the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock in 2014. He'll be with us again for the 2015 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock on Saturday, November 21st. Mike Ring, the whiskey brand champion for Brown Foreman, and that's a beautiful title belt that you are wearing, Mike, that, that brand champion a, a belt. Incredible. Yeah, it's great. I get to turn a hobby into a, a career, and what else could you want to do with that? I get to talk about whiskey and especially the best American whiskey out there. Now, last year, you actually brought your copper still. You actually had the bottle of Woodford with the different grains. You, you have not come prepared. I, I'm waiting to see the still. It's on the other side of the building. Okay. Yeah. Outstanding. Excellent. Well, we lieutenants today are going to be tasting a just a huge amount of bourbons and American whiskeys. So we're going to start off in just a few minutes with the Old Forster 1870 and the Old Forster 1897. And the reason that we're going to start with Old Forster is because that was the original bourbon. There's a great story behind that that Mike will tell us. Then we're going to move into a new craft bourbon whiskey, or actually a whiskey. It is the legendary Hatfield and McCoy family brand whiskey that is handcrafted, distilled, and bottled in West by God, Virginia, as Wacky Jackie by Cracky would say, our longtime friend. Then we're going to enjoy some of the Woodford Reserve Distillers Select and the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked. And we'll get some nice flavor contrasts and comparisons. We'll then move to another craft distiller to New York State, Hudson Baby Bourbon Whiskey. Samadier Dave, you introduced me to Hudson about seven, eight years ago. Yes, I did. Fabulous. And this is the first time I'm seeing it in a 750 milliliter bottle. Yes. What they did was they looked at where their production was and what the market was really looking for. The 375 just wasn't working for them. So they went they retweaked their price point, but they put it in a 750 milliliter, which most people are used to buying anyhow, and it's really worked out very well for them. It almost looks like an old apothecary yes, it does. jar. It's really pre-prohibition. It's a very unique package. I love it. I do, too, and they use something similar to what Makers does. They use wax top on it, so it gives it a really unique ceiling. Then we will move to... Tennessee for some good old-fashioned Jack Daniels old number seven Tennessee whiskey. Then we'll move into the Jack Daniels Gentleman Jack, one of my favorites. And Samadier Dave, next week I will be front and center in the Jack Daniels distillery. I'll be eating lunch at Mary Bobo's, one of their famous restaurants. I'll be uh, conducting the tour with their master distiller. I will be there for two days. I may not want to leave. Yeah, I'm sure you would. What a phenomenal tour. I took that tour about eight years ago. It is just eye-opening on what Jack Daniels had as a vision and what he really tried to accomplish, which he did, and it's God bless all of us. We've had some great whiskey come out of there. And I will be selecting several barrels that we will be blending and we will be releasing right around the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest nice. at The Rock on Saturday, November 21st in Tampa. And they will be available at the select ABC Fine Wine and Spirit stores in the Sunshine and Cigar State of Florida. More on that in the next few weeks. Then we will move into Angel's 
Envy. An interesting story behind that because Lincoln Henderson, one of the former distillers with Woodford Reserve, came up with uh, Angel's Envy. So we'll talk about that. And then we're going to talk about a spirit that has made a huge renaissance here in the United States. And really, before we talk about bourbon made with corn, we talk about whiskey made with rye. That was really the first American truly American spirit. So we're going to enjoy the Whistlepig 10-year straight rye whiskey, the High West double rye. We've got the Jack Daniels Unaged Distillers Select, or correction, Distillers Run Tennessee Rye, which is a clear rye, yes. unaged. Then we're going to have some Jack Daniels Rested Rye. You can't get that anymore, <laughs> Somalia. I know. Gave, you gave me a small yes, little, I did. about a 100-milliliter uh, mm -hmm. bottle two years ago. I still have that. Then we're going to get into the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Straight Rye, and then we're going to create our own concoction. It is going to be a blended Scotch whiskey with a bourbon whiskey. And nice. the reason we're doing that is because there are several Scotch whiskey distillers that are starting to do that, and we're going to do our own little distillation and do a little tasting to see how the differences between the grains, how they all fare and how they taste when we combine them together. So yeah. we have a lot to do today, lieutenants. When we come back, we will get into a little bit of the history of bourbon and American whiskeys here in the United States as we conduct our special bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuver edition of the Cigar Dave Show as we get ready to end Bourbon Heritage Month. It is a sad week indeed because Bourbon Heritage Month is ending, but as far as I'm concerned, bourbon is appropriate and American whiskey 365 days a year. Sommelier Dave Cavanis, Mike Ring, whiskey brand champion of Brown Foreman, our guest today as we conduct all-out bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news giving you the latest intel on cigars and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. The story that made the cigar. The cigar that made history. 80 years ago, Monte Cristo began a legacy of crafting only the finest cigars. Now, that legacy is honored by the very special, extremely limited edition Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Crafted for the first time, Dominican Pelotico Tobacco. Grown from seeds hand-carried from Cuba by Pepe Mendez. This exclusive cigar is like no other, rolled in a dark and oily Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. Features a rich, fuller-bodied, and wonderfully complex smoke. Packaged in an elegant handmade box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Honor the legacy of the Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. The brand new Cigar Dave mobile app for both iPhone and Android devices, is finally out. If you go right now, either to the iTunes Store or the Google Play Store, search for Cigar Dave and download our brand-new app. It allows you to listen to the show live on your mobile device. You can listen to all of our podcasts. The last 10 podcasts are always available, Cigar Dave Daily Briefings. Additionally, it gives you direct access 
within the app to our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We also have the ability for you to call the show during the show right from the app, as well as send me a text message and an email. We also put in a couple of bonus items. You can get a weather uh, uh, alert as well as an alarm clock. It is the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. You can listen to the Cigar Dave show anytime, any place, anywhere. Go right now to the iTunes Store or Google Play Store and download the brand new Cigar Dave mobile app. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional Line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Cigars, bourbon, and the general. Hello, general. Your weekend trifecta. It's a winner. We conduct bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers today, celebrating the last week of Bourbon Heritage Month. Rejoined by sommelier Dave Cavanis, Mike Ring, whiskey brand champion of Brown Foreman. And before we get uh, to our first two whiskey tastings from Old Forster, let's talk a little bit about bourbon, specifically what is bourbon whiskey. So Mike or Samadier Dave, we know that first off, it has to be at least 51% corn per U.S. law. Yes, and that's correct on what you said about U.S. because it's made only in the United States, just like tequila's only coming from Mexico or champagnes are really coming from France and that. So it has to be at least 51% corn, has to be aged in new American charred oak barrels, and it has to be distilled to no more than 160 proof. And then there's also a couple other things to it, but it's really pursuant to that corn. And it has to enter the barrel for aging at no more than 125 proof, and it has to be bottled at 80 proof or more, so a minimum of 40% alcohol by volume. Now, there is no minimum specified duration for bourbon's aging period, but it must be aged at least briefly, and bourbon that has been aged for a minimum of two years, does not have any added coloring, flavor, or other spirits, may be called straight whiskey. Straight whiskey. And there's right. a lot of uh, confusion because people think straight whiskey has to be at least four years, eight years, but there is a specific requirement that, said, that says bourbon that's labeled as straight 
uh, has been aged for under four years must be labeled with the duration of its aging, and there is no requirement if it's over four years. That's correct. No, but if it does have a age statement on it, it's like scotch. The youngest whiskey in the bottle is what the age of the the number is on the bottle. So if it says six years, eight, whatever, you know, scotch does a very good job with putting 12 18 15 whatever it's the youngest whiskey in the bottle we, we don't go. see a lot of age statements on the whiskey we're drinking no, very today so, very few so they're minimum of four years that we know that's correct exactly now even though by law bourbon must be at least 51 percent corn in the mash bill most um, bourbons are more than 51 percent oh yeah it's usually between 70 and 80 corn is a really good conversation too to talk why we use corn and why 51 percent um you know if uh, if we grow corn in the united states and sell it to a cattle farmer and he can tax it once we sell it to a distiller and we can tax it the second the corn grower sells it to the producer the producer can then produce their whiskey and be taxed again when they produce beer when they produce the uh distill it they get taxed one more time again when they go go into a barrel and store it. And when they come out, we sell it to our suppliers. Our suppliers then sell it to our vendors, like we're here at Premier Beverage. Correct. And then they sell it to a restaurant. Yeah. That gets taxed again. And exactly. then one more time before we go to the consumer. So would I rather sell to you, the cattle farmer, or into no. distillation? Oh, the United States of taxation. <laughs> exactly. And we're seeing it with cigars as well. The government always has to get their cut. I say the biggest alcoholics and the uh, the biggest addicts to tobacco is the United States government, the federal sure. government. Absolutely. There's no question about it. They they all love to talk about prohibition, and they love to talk about, about uh, keeping it out of everybody's hands, but yet they couldn't function their government our government wouldn't function unless they had that cash coming sure. from the taxation of all the products that we enjoy the whole reason we have it in T kentucky and tennessee is due to the whiskey rebellion they were not part of the federal they were not paying federal taxes so people flocked to, K to kentucky and tennessee a the water was really good b corn grew everywhere Abundantly. and they were not paying taxes sure did not know that yeah very mm -hmm. interesting now let's talk about the brand that we're going to start off today and we're going to be enjoying three different Tastings from Old Forster, the Old Forster 1870, the Old Forster 1897. Those are two new expressions from Old Forster. And then later we'll be enjoying the Old Forster birthday bourbon age 12 years. But an interesting story, uh, Mike, about Old Forster. That was America's first bottled bourbon. Yeah, so if we look at what was happening in the 1850s, 1870s, or even before that, so we say whiskey history, we see some dates running back to 1753. Before 1870, it was really considered the wild, wild west of whiskey in America. You could produce it on every street corner. You could make it with whatever you wanted to. You could put coloring, some sugar, some water, some prune juice, basically yeah, what they do above the, you know, yeah, above us no now. Yeah, there was no really regulation, so it was like how gin was right after prohibition and all that people were getting sick and dying because yep. who knows what was really in the bottle well we do know now we know what they were putting in the barrels and that's part of the reason why george garvin brown started the ideology of putting it in a bottle and selling it in a bottle um if we here at premier were going to order a barrel of whiskey we would order it we'd call kentucky and say could you please deliver it sure it would take a, about a month to get here and en route it would travel on a boat on a train so on the boat the captain would say hey i'm thirsty go get me some whiskey i know there's a barrel back there steward would go take some 
pop the bung, get some whiskey, drop a little water from the river. Sure, that's what we got in abundance. Oh, but it lightened the color. So I've got the spittoon juice. I'm going to go ahead and add that too. So he's darkened the color of the whiskey and he's cut the strength of it a little bit. That's only the first leg of its journey. Then it's going to go on a, on a train. Uh, you know, the train conductor is going to say the same thing. It's, oh, steward, I know there's some whiskey in the back. Go ahead. So he does it and all he has is gasoline. Uh, and he's got a little gunpowder too because they were doing some ammunition runs during that time. Uh, so now he's added gasoline and gunpowder. Oh, one more leg from that from the train depot to us here at Premier, we would say a uh, uh, horse and buggy would have brought it by then. So we know that's a hot long right here in, in Cigar City, right? So he's thirsty. He pops it. He really doesn't have anything, but he stops and fills it up with with something he has that he's going to get rid of. So now we have seven different things, and the proof has been cut on our whiskey. The whole mentality behind uh, Old Forrester, it was actually Dr. Forrester who we named it after, was we were after a medicinal whiskey. Um, during the time temperance in the early 1800s was a really growing movement. We knew that we wanted to be open and continue to produce the whiskeys because at the time in 1870, we weren't making whiskey. We were rectifying. We were actually blending whiskey from three distilleries for a consistent product. But by putting it in the bottle... And selling it in the bottle to all the general stores because back then you would take your flask and your prescription and you would go get your fill at the general store. They wanted to cut the middleman out because that barrel had been tampered with. Nine times out of ten, it wasn't at proof, which we know would be 100 proof to us is 50% alcohol. So by putting it in the bottle, he, he, he made sure that it was uh, going to remain medicinal quality. And, and what's interesting, during Prohibition, Old Forster could still produce their bourbon for medicinal purposes if your doctor gave you a note. And it was amazing how many people had ailments and illnesses that required medicinal bourbon. There, were, there was legal limits to what they could get and then a, a lot of large customers, you know, was just like our, our modern quick doctors today. Oh, you need to, oh, your leg hurts you. Sure, go ahead and get a prescription. And one quick fact, uh, during World War II, 1941, one of Old Forster's distilleries began producing industrial alcohol to help the World War II effort for the Allied forces in the United States. So they, they converted one of their distilleries to a use that helped us in the war effort. So to that, we will say cheers. First up is the Old Forster 1870. Mike, if you will, be so kind. Tell me about this brand new expression of Old Forster. Uh, Old Forster has since, uh, we're going to be buying back into our own history. We created whiskey first off in Whiskey Row, uh, Main Street in Louisville, Kentucky. We've just uh, broken ground. We're hopefully for spring 2017 going to be producing whiskey on Whiskey Row. Again, the first distillery built back on Whiskey Row. Tell me about the proof. I'm going to take a sip. I'm going to say... It's a 90 proof. Cheers. 90, 90 proof, proof whiskey, unchill filtered. Uh, comes from three of our best warehouses. Wow. That's got a lot of kick to it. Little, definitely, yeah. I don't know if there's rye in there, but boy, it's got a lot of warmth going down. It does A lot have of spiciness. Rye. Oh, I can very taste spicy. It. Mm. Rich, good mouthfeel, caramel, very orange. Mouthfeel. Mm. Very nice. High rye content. It's the same uh, mash bill as Woodford. That's for somebody that wants a more flavorful bourbon. It would go with a fuller flavored cigar, not with a mild, not with a Connecticut shade, but very nice. The Old Forster, 1870. When we come back, we'll conduct the National Cigar Litation Ceremony. Then we'll sample the Old Forster, 1897. Then we'll get into the Hatfield and McCoy family brand whiskey as we continue with bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers today. 
The Cigar Dave Officers Club selection this month is the Alec Bradley New Brand Sampler. It includes the brand new Alec Bradley Sanctum. The Costa Rican binder has a great body, while the Colombian tobaccos add to the aroma. Combine with tobaccos from Honduras and Nicaragua for a four-country blend that's as complex as it is unique. Not a member of the Officers Club? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. difficult and challenging time when the government is trying to outlaw premium cigars and take away the art form of enjoying a beautiful cigar, we decided to introduce our brand called Prohibition. This cigar is going to be the bootlegger's dream. A gorgeous cigar made in Esteli, Nicaragua, triple capped using a broadleaf wrapper and a Mexican wrapper from the San Andreas Valley. It's got Nicaraguan tobaccos from the Nicaraguan valleys of Esteli and Jalapa. It's rich, it's complex, it's got some spice, some white pepper, and a ton of sweetness. Full of flavor, this cigar is one that you're going to want to enjoy, and you're going to bootleg. And that's why it's called Prohibition. Enjoy it. I promise you're going to love it. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. Cigar Lightation Maneuvers. Well, we are conducting bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers on the last full week of Bourbon Heritage Month. And today I have selected a cigar that will pair beautifully with all the various bourbons and American whiskeys and rye whiskeys that we'll be sampling today. A cigar that was released about three, four months ago, the new Camacho American Barrel Aged. And it was inspired by the craftsmanship of Kentucky bourbon makers and the master builders at Camacho, as they like to say, have created a legendary cigar, Corojo leaves that are aged for six years, then lock them in charred bourbon barrels, in American oak barrels, absolutely incredible, very full flavored cigar, a lot of intenseness, a lot of richness, but not overpowering. The wrapper is an American broadleaf. The binder is also an American broadleaf. The filler, some Pennsylvania Maduro, American broadleaf, 
and Barrel Age Corojo. And they're a fiery, almost a charred type of taste. Comes in three different sizes. Comes in the Robusto 5x50, a 6x50 Toro. And today I'm going all out with their large Gordo. Six inches in length, 60 ring gauge, which is 60 64ths of an inch. So almost a full inch. Suggested retail in the $12 category. They're made in the Dominican Republic but they are a beautiful expression of Camacho that pairs beautifully with bourbon or any of the rich American whiskeys or rise, and that's exactly what I will enjoy today. Cigar-altering and highly sharpened leaf-exposing device. Well, I have a double-edged stainless steel steel guillotine, but it's got a single-action maneuver. You put your hands on both sides, you put the cigar in there. So it's a little different than the Davidoff double-edged stainless steel guillotine you may be seeing. But I will use that today on my Camacho American barrel-aged Gordo. Maximum BTU flame-throwing and heat-producing apparatus. Well, when they char the new American oak barrels, they use a giant charring fire-producing device, and Samadier Dave brought one back with him. It's so big, I can't even get it close to the microphone. But Samadier Dave, you are actually going to light this cigar. We do have a fire extinguisher here because it is massive in terms of the amount of BTUs it produces. That's what I will use today. Cigar pre-lightation checklist complete. No faults detected. Area clear of all enemies of pleasure. Approval to go throttle up in three, two, one. Perfect cut. Samadier Dave. Oh, listen to that. Oh, you, you can bar- he can't get it close enough, so you can barely hear it. <laughs> I'm but trying. I'm, you are, but I'm, you're, trying, I'm holding the cigar, and you are gently, I'm, I'm toasting it. You, mm-hmm. I'm twirling the cigar. You've got both hands on it, and Mike. It's getting heavier as we speak. Exactly. Mike Ring, our whiskey brand champion from Brown Foreman, has the fire extinguisher in hand. Not that I think we'll need it, but we always want to be precautionary here. I will now gently puff and rotate here after it's finally toasted. Just like the inside of a charred oak bourbon barrel. Yes. Mm. Outstanding. Mm. Mm. Smells wonderful. Mm-mm. By the way, Somalia Dave, mm-hmm. I forgot to ask if it's okay to light uh, conduct lightation ceremonies here in the boardroom bar at Premier Beverage, but it's too late now. Well, we got special dispensation for you, General. Outstanding. This American barrel-aged, bar- mm. very rich. Sergeant Steve was with us at the IPCPR convention, and they had a giant, it was very cool, they almost had this barrel with this fire, and people thought it was really real fire, mm-hmm. and it was incredible how they did this effect, but uh, they had a big barrel there, and it was outstanding, and this cigar goes perfectly, and we started off with the old Forster 1870, let's move in to the new ex- uh, expression from Old Forster called the Old Forster 1897, and it's called Bottled in Bond. Mike Ring, what does that mean? All right, Bottled and Bond is when uh, we work with the government. This is the first time, so the, the year of 1897 is the date of the Bottled and Bond Act. Um, it was the first time that distillers were actually going to work with the government. George Garvin Brown was a, a, a key player in this legislation. Uh, it was going to add another quality level to the whiskey, another way to say this, this whiskey is of good quality, if you would. So uh, it had to be from one distillery, one season uh, of distillation. Uh, it had to be two locks on the door. It uh, had to be served at 100 proof also. So the two locks meant the government and the distiller could have to be at the same time in, in the warehouse, and we aged them four years. 
Now, 100 proof. So this is going to be, I would say, before I even taste it, 100 proof, it's going to be have a little more sizzle than the Old Forester 1870. Would that be correct? I don't think so. Really? Actually, I think at 100 proof is Old Forester's sweet spot. Really? Uh, a lot of our whiskeys now are offered at 100 proof. That birthday bourbon we're going to taste, our signature whiskey, Old Forester signature, all offered at 100 proof. Outstanding. Let me say cheers to all. Take a little sip here. Nice aroma, not as pungent as the 1870. Interesting. I'll take a sip. You're getting that with a lot of whiskeys. The whistle pig we're going to have is 100 proof, too. They, the way they're maturing them, the way the master distillers are working with them, they're really delicious. They're quite the beverage right now. Wow, that is it's smooth. It, it's smooth, but it's very powerful. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It is very rich. I am, I'll tell you, I got some of the kick in my nose on the way down on the CDWFs, the patented Cigar Dave Warm Factor. That's about a 9.9. Oh, that's good. That is major league warmth on a winter day. That would perfect. be perfect. you have a sore throat? Yes. That's that the first would... day of fall here. That's exactly right. It is the autumnal uh, equinox. Yeah, it's I learned that in Astronomy here. 101 <laughs> with, with Dr. Gunther Wessel at Syracuse University. Beautiful. I'll tell you what, I, I still think he was an escaped Nazi, but I'll leave that at, at that. <laughs> <laughs> he could have been. I will never forget the first day of our class in astronomy. He looked and said, you're all a bunch of losers. <laughs> I swear to you. I'm thinking, wait a minute. This is my freshman astronomy science class. He was a real piece of work. And, so what uh, did he really think of you? Actually, I got an A in the class, so I, I was you. fine. But I'll never forget, true story, I went to go see him for office hours because I had some questions on this paper we had to do. So I gave him my uh, my name, and he looked at me with his glasses. He had these these like reader glasses. He tilted his head down and looked and said, German, yeah? <laughs> and I said, yeah. <laughs> That's when I kind of had my suspicions. Maybe like emigrated from South America after the war to the United States. But anyway, he actually was a very interesting instructor. And uh, I'm sure he I'm sure he had nothing to do with the Third Reich. But, but who knows? It's anyway, memorable at best. It was memorable. No question about it. Now we're going to move in. Oh, before we move into the Hatfield and McCoys, Mike, let's talk about the fact that all bourbon is whiskey, but not all whiskeys are bourbon. Yeah, we talked about the rules before uh, that you have to do uh, to be considered a bourbon. Uh, they were all leading up to quality assurance uh, during that Wild Wild West period in whiskey. So we have Scotch whiskeys. They're made from barley. They're made in Scotland. But bourbon right. has to be made in America. Correct. So it's probably the easiest way to explain it. Correct. Plus, it's all, it has to be at least 51% corn. So that even delineates it to a particular uh, section of what it has to be. Don't forget about our barrels. They have to be American white oak barrels. Barrel. Have to have the different proofs and all that. What I ultimately believe, because a lot of the whiskey produced before then was rye, mainly coming out of the northeast of where Kentucky is. They wanted to bring a different beverage to the market. They wanted a different profile, and they wanted to control the quality of it more so than what was coming out in, whether it was Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York, or Virginia, or even further west, New Jersey, or whatever. Yep. Prior to that, Pennsylvania was one of the largest producers of whiskey in the world, to be Because they had all that rye. Now we're going to move into the legendary Hatfield and McCoy family brand whiskey. Now, even though the Hatfield and McCoys are from West Virginia, this is actually uh, dis uh, distilled in South Carolina. North Charleston, South Carolina. Yes. So let's talk about this particular whiskey. I love the the bottle. It's little actually handle. like a little handle yeah. on the bottle. It's got that old-time West Virginia, like the jug. Sure. Yeah, exactly. So tell me about this, Samadier, Dave. Well, this goes back 150 years ago when there was a battle between Randall McCoy and Devil Ain'ts Hatfield. 
think it started over a pig, uh, whatever. The two families kept feuding. Pigs are worth fighting over. Exactly. Back oh, then, good. it was real money. So that's between West Virginia and Kentucky going back and forth of the Ohio River. Well, now we're 150 years removed from that. Their offsprings, Big Jim McCoy and John Hatfield, have formed a partnership with the local Choice Spirits, and they're based out of Charleston, South Carolina, and they're the ones putting this whiskey together. It comes in a really nice package. You'd get some real nice walnut, vanilla, caramel, and even a little butter on the flavor profile for it. Let me Very see. moderate. You can get this for like 40 bucks a bottle. It's right in line with what good whiskeys are going for. I'll say cheers, and hmm, interesting... Interesting mm -hmm. aroma on the nose. Very sweet almost. Let me take a sip here. Yeah, that would be vanilla. Definitely would be sweet. Does Caramel is sweet too. Almost a little minty on the way down. Not a lot of warmth. A little bit of mint mintiness on the way down. Mm -hmm. Very nice. It's only 40% alcohol. You just yeah. add, you know, that big powerful Old Forester. So this is, you know, a different flavor profile. This would be nice in a Manhattan. Sure. Oh, or a mint julep. This is a very mixable whiskey. Yeah, very, very pleasant. What's your suggested retail? About 40 bucks. $40. Very nice. Very and nice. just to go back to the old Foresters, I know they're hard to find, Michael. Right now, yeah, they're working their way they're into our, they're working their way into our retail market. Yeah, you're looking at something in the in like $60 a bottle, 55 to $60, which for something of that quality is not that expensive. And, and Mike, Old Foresters really done a nice job the last couple of years really repackaging their spirits, really, I would say, modernizing it, if you will, Absolutely. giving it a more hip look. I mean, they're still traditional, but it's certainly a lot nicer look than it was a number of years ago. It took a few key players to actually tell them we need to go back to this brand because this is how we built the empire that is Brown Foreman today. It was, was on the on the, the strength of Old Forster and what it was. Outstanding. Well, when we come back, we'll enjoy the Hudson Baby Bourbon Whiskey. Then we're going to go into the Woodford Reserve and then the Woodford Reserve Double Oaked and if we have time, we'll do the old Forster birthday bourbon. We've got a ton to go. Then we're going to get into some unique straight rye whiskeys. And we'll, we'll talk about that because rye making a very big comeback. And bourbon wasn't the first American spirit, really native spirit, rye whiskey is. But, lieutenants, we've got a couple of very, very big events coming up that I want to tell you about. You know about the 2015 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. It is Saturday, November 21st. From 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino, it will be a magnificent, magnificent event. When you come in, you will get a bag that will include a very nice duffel bag with a Cigar Dave embroidered logo. You're going to get a bottle of Woodford Reserve. You are going to get a, a ton of great cigars from Davidoff and Avo. Last year, I think they, everybody got $90 worth of cigars. We're expecting at least that this year. We're going to have some of the new Davidoffs as well as the new Avo cigars. Huge, sumptuous buffet that Chef Bill is coming up with. You will be tasting throughout uh, the course of the day some Jack Daniels, Woodford Reserve, the old Forster 1870 and 1897 that we talked about and enjoyed today, some Gentleman's Jack, the Jack Daniels Barrel Proof, which is some major league strength. We'll have some craft beers. It will be a fantastic day. 
poolside, and the food is magnificent. All the details at CigarDave.com. We've sold out our cabana suites. They are gone. Tickets are $160. Lieutenants, last year we had people from all across the country. The weather's great in the Cigar City at that time, so we look forward to seeing everyone on Saturday, November 21st. And for the first time, we're making a very big announcement right here, right now. Also at the Hard Rock in Tampa. On Thursday, October 29th, it is Swords, Stars, and Sinatra as we celebrate the 80th anniversary of Monte Cristo cigars. Why the Swords? Well, you see the Swords in the Monte Cristo logo. Why the Stars? I'm a five-star, and I'm hosting the event. Why Sinatra? Because you will be enjoying some Jack Daniels Sinatra Select, the creme de la creme of American whiskeys. It is Thursday, October 29th, from 7 to 10 p.m. We will be sampling Jack Daniels Sinatra Select, Woodford Reserve, the Double Oak, the Rye, the Woodford Reserve 1838 White Corn, and you will receive four cigars, including... The Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar. That cigar alone, 24 bucks. The Monte Cristo Estoque. You'll get the Monte Cristo, the new Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut, and a special Monte Cristo Platinum Tampa Edition. Lieutenants, this is going to be an unbelievable event. When you walk in, you will see a carving station. There will be past hors d'oeuvres, a pasta station, a dessert station. All of that for 100 bucks. Tickets available now, CigarDave.com. Those are very limited, and I will tell you that Monte Cristo Social Club members are going to receive that email this weekend. So if you want tickets, lieutenants, get to CigarDave.com now. Again, two big events, both at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City. Thursday, October 29th, it is Swords, Stars, and Sinatra celebrating the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary. And then on uh, correction, yes, yeah, Saturday, November 21st, the Saturday before Thanksgiving, is it is the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. All the details, all the info, tickets available at CigarDave.com. Be there or you will miss out. The Monte Cristo Social Club presents Swords, Stars, and Sinatra, an evening celebrating the Monte Cristo 80th anniversary, hosted by the General Cigar Dave and featuring Jack Daniels Sinatra Select and other Jack Daniels spirits. All attendees will receive the extremely limited Monte Cristo 80th Anniversary Cigar, the Monte Cristo Estoque, the Monte Cristo Vintage White Connecticut, and the Monte Cristo Platinum Tampa Edition. Swords, Stars, and Sinatra will be held poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa on Thursday, October 29th from 7 to 10 p.m. There may be trouble ahead. For more details and to purchase tickets, go to CigarDave.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. 
Wow, he's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium Diamond Crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or Diamond Crown Lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. In the fertile fields of the Connecticut River Valley, there is still one cigar brand who grows their own Connecticut shade wrappers. Monte Cristo. Prized for its unique silky texture, this exquisite tobacco has now been used to craft a cigar worthy of its name. The Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut. Building on the legacy of the beloved Monte Cristo White Series, this excellent medium to full-bodied cigar is rich, flavorful, and complex. Crafted with only the finest vintage 2008 wrapper leaves, the Monte Cristo White Vintage Connecticut cigar has subtle notes of spices, vanilla, and hazelnuts. Packaged in a gorgeous handcrafted box, these exceptional cigars are available now at your local tobacconist. Pick up a Monte Cristo White Vintage today and experience the spirit of the valley. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause cancers of the mouth and throat, even if you do not inhale. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. Celebrating National Bourbon Heritage Month, it's Boozin' Time with the General. Commence Bourbon Sipping Maneuvers. All right, lieutenants, as we continue enjoying some great bourbons and American whiskeys, rejoined by Samadier Dave Cavanis, Mike Ring, the whiskey brand champion for Brown Foreman. Next up, we are going to sample from Tuttleton Spirits in upstate New York, just north of the Albany area. Some Hudson Baby Bourbon Whiskey, Samadier Dave. You were the first person to introduce me to Hudson. They've got a great Manhattan awry. They've also got their baby bourbon. They've got uh, a corn whiskey, a corn whiskey, yeah, which the is white corn whiskey, the white corn, right. as well as a couple of other uh, different. They have one spirits. called Manhattan, also. The Manhattan Rye, correct. Now, the Hudson Baby Bourbon. Why is it called a baby bourbon? I think it's just that it's lighter than what their normal bourbon is, even though it's 100% corn. And it's also baby because of the length of time. It's only about six months in. that they age it, and they do it in small, I believe, five-gallon batches uh, barrels. Right. Yeah, because what happens is it allows more of the wood to touch the, the whiskey. As you can see with the color of that, if it was in the barrel even longer, that would be really dark, and that's fairly dark as it is. It's interesting because the Hudson bourbon, amongst the first legally produced and distilled whiskey 
in New York, in New York post-prohibition. Correct. That is correct. And it is uh, made from New York State corn that they get very close to their distillery, double distilled, aged in small American oak casks, very, very light. And as I take a sniff of this, I can smell the corn. You can really, when you have a, a white corn, right it stands right out, that sweetness. So, Samadhi, Dave, I'll have you tell me a little bit more about this as I say cheers. Cheers to you, General. Mm. As you said, it's 100% corn. It's really rich in color because it's in a small barrel. You can look at some of the other whiskeys. Even this Hatfield, I don't think, is as rich and robust as that. should have a really nice flavor profile on it. A lot of but that corn. not overly yep. sweet, but you can no. definitely taste the corn. It's tamed from their 100% uh, unaged corn whiskey. Not as sweet, but because it's aged so little... You do get some of that wood, but you still get some of that pronounced corn. Mike, would you agree? Absolutely. And the fun thing with bourbons is we're not allowed to distill over 80% alcohol because we want to taste the grain that we made it from. That's part of the definition of a whiskey is it must retain a flavor of what was used to make it. So that's fun. It's actually really nice. Like you said, good sweet background and good heat to it. I like it. And let's talk about how whiskey is made, the distillation process. We take grains, uh, and, and we have a, a various amount of different grains in front of us right now, but Brown Foreman uses corn, barley, malt, and rye. We take it, we grind it up in a grist mill. Uh, we start the, the mashing process. Where we cook these grains off, we're going to get the sugars. They from, cook it in water? They cook it in water. We do. We, we add water to it, and we cook it off in a pot. We get to about 212 degrees, and then we start adding our grains as it cools down. Yeast is the last thing we add to it, which is a very magical thing for us. It turns that grain, sugary water into a beer, and then we're going to distill that beer. Brown Foreman's really nice because we have proprietary yeast on all different brands. So yeast, every single step of the way, changes the flavor. So we talk about five sources of flavor. Each one of these whiskeys in front of us has five sources of flavor that are different, that make them different from everybody else. So then we distill. We have two types of distillation method. One is a column still, and it runs 24 hours a day. And then we have a batch still or a copper pot still that you would probably be familiar with if you saw a picture of it. What are the differences? So a continuous still runs a lighter uh, style whiskey. It can also run continuous as the name is called. Um, we can pump mash in the top. Uh, out comes alcohol probably three-quarters of the way down, and then the leftovers go out the bottom. A batch still is very different because we have to fill it, cook it off, clean it, and start over again. A lot more work, but That's a lot more artisanal. That's what you saw last year with the little top that he, or the yep. pot still that he right. had. Exactly, and so that's that copper pot that many yes. people are used to seeing. Yep. So once we distill it, we then have to age it, and then uh, in our in our famous warehouses, and then give it color. We can't add color or any flavoring, so all that has to come from the barrel. Outstanding, and of course, new American oak barrels. Yeah, absolutely. Charred. We can talk Only about way. that too. That's another we, American we, thing. We we will definitely talk about that, lieutenants. We have much more to get to as we continue with our bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuver edition of the Cigar Dave Show. One week, less than one week to go in Bourbon Heritage Month. We're celebrating it the right way. Don't forget, go to CigarDave.com now for the info on the Sword Stars and Sinatra event, as well as the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. Hour number two is next. This is CCRN, the Cigar Connoisseur Radio Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show 
your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General Cigar Dave. Well, lieutenants, it is National Bourbon Heritage Month. That is a celebration of bourbon as America's native spirit. And on August 2nd, 2007, the U.S. Senate declared September 2007 is National Bourbon Heritage Month. And to this day, every September is hereby known as National Bourbon Heritage Month. And as we celebrate bourbon here in the United States on this month, we also celebrate all things that are American, American whiskey because they are very similar, slight differences, slight nuances, as we have told you over the past month. So we celebrate American whiskey, we celebrate bourbon, and today we are conducting our very extensive, traditional end of Bourbon Heritage Month, bourbon and American whiskey tasting with sommelier Dave Cavanis, Mike Ring Whiskey brand champion of Brown Foreman. Let the tastings continue. Welcome back, hour number two, lieutenants. And as always, I remind you that uh, many of the whiskeys, all the whiskeys we're talking about, we'll have details, pictures at CigarDave.com. And if you go to CigarDave.com, you will also find the links where you can follow us at Twitter, at Facebook, at Instagram, at Google+. At uh, Are there any ones that I'm forgetting? Wait, I'm going to CigarDave.com now. I, I will tell you this. Oh, YouTube. And if there are more social media networks that come out, you can be sure we will add them. But the big ones, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, we have got you covered. And as you know, I get very active on Twitter, especially around football Sundays and also during uh, other events that take place during the week. So make sure you follow me at Cigar Dave Show on Twitter. Let me welcome back our guests, sommelier Dave Cavanis, Mike Ring, the whiskey brand champion for Brown Foreman. And gentlemen, we know the popularity of bourbon has exploded the last number of years, but this is interesting because when it hits television and network television, you know that it's hitting, it's resonating across the country. NBC just announced that they have bought The Bourbon Kings, a drama project from Endemol Shine Studios based on the best-selling novel The Bourbon Kings by J.R. Ward, in which Endemol Shine acquired in a bidding situation. It was a number one uh, Times bestseller called The Bourbon Kings. Empire co-executive producer David Rambo will write the adaptation, which is a scorching, scorching, you got to say that right, scorching, family saga centered on the Bradfords, an aristocratic Kentucky family who made their fortune in the bourbon industry. And also... From Fox, as yet an untitled Kentucky bourbon drama project about the self-made patriarch of a Kentucky bourbon empire and his family. Sound familiar? They both are are, are around the same thing. So Fox will have a story around a bourbon family, and NBC will have the Bourbon Kings that is... uh, that takes place around the Bradford family. It's kind of like Dallas with oil or, or Dynasty, you know, with the oil business. Now it's in the in the bourbon business. Well, I wholeheartedly believe that because just coming back from that area, Bardstown, going up to Louisville, going over to Lexington, it's unbelievable the pageantry and just the uniqueness of that area and the families that are involved. When I went to the bourbon jazz cigar event, it was almost like going to the Kentucky Derby, the pomp, the circumstance that surrounded that whole event. It was magnificent. Now, this is another interesting story. Have you ever heard of a fire NATO? 
There's a there's a story involving bourbon and a fire NATO on a lake brimming with bourbon. A lake deep in bourbon country caught fire because bourbon. According to the Weather Channel, a fire NATO took place after a lightning strike at the Jim Beam Warehouse, a lake near uh, Jim Beam facility in Kentucky was brimming with bourbon after lightning struck the warehouse, caused a fire NATO a couple of years back. And we're going to post, there's a video of this that we will post. The Weather Channel didn't indicate which Jim Beam facility was damaged, but one explanation may be that Jim Beam's brand of cinnamon-flavored bourbon, Kentucky Fired, is emerging into real life. I mean, talk about Kentucky Fire. That's really it. And fire natos are extremely rare. They require certain conditions to be possible. In this case, lightning, wind, water, and bourbon. And according to the Weather Channel report, the lightning strike caused some 800,000 gallons of bourbon to flood the nearby retention lake. And, uh, and water. Yep, yeah, the strike resulted in nearly $70,000 in damages, not including the lost bourbon. Very interesting, because when you think about it, bourbon is flammable. Yes. You get that in, and here's a picture I'm, I'm showing, and there is a video of that that we will, we will post from the uh, Weather Channel. But uh, when you get those conditions, you've got bourbon, which is 40 50% alcohol by volume, and then you get that into a lake, and then you get lightning striking it, and you get some wind, you got the right conditions to create a fire-nado. And if you look at this, it looks like a tornado, but it's outlined with fire going right up like a funnel cloud. Very, very uh, spooky. And $800,000 in lost bourbon. That is not pleasant any day of the yeah, week. Not at all. We've learned, our, we've learned lessons about this. Uh, I guess Jack Daniels says one of the highest regarded fire brigades, and they learn not to age whiskey in the same day of one production in the same warehouse. So they spread it out. We have 80 warehouses at Jack Daniels and they age the whiskeys throughout. If we lose one warehouse, it wouldn't choke us up. So we can lose one warehouse and continue rocking. But yeah, that's amazing. Well, it's the same thing with cigars. You, you see the number of companies. I know Arturo Fuente, a number of years ago, they had a fire at one of their, one of their uh, storage barns. And so that really hurt them in terms of production of Opus X. They didn't have to curtail it, but it limited them. So, you know, when you think about bourbon and you think about uh, cigars, there are tremendous similarities. They both start with natural agricultural products. Cigars is cigar tobaccos. In, in the case of bourbon, it's corn. It is rye. It is uh, malted barley. Uh, has to grow from the ground. You have to have the right conditions. Then it has to be aged. It is fermented. And then Mother Nature. You never know what Mother Nature can do. And, and in this case, perfect example. I have a lightning strike and just the same thing that happened at a number of curing barns with Arturo Fuente and other manufacturers. So we, as all the manufacturers say, whether it's in distilled spirits or it is in cigars, we're always at the whim of Mother Nature. Oh, and yeah. you can't predict it. Sure. I don't think people place enough emphasis on the amazement when they get a good quality product like we're drinking today, what it took for that product to be brought to fruition to the market. It takes a lot. You just named a lot of them. All right. Now, in this hour, lieutenants, we are going to – we in the first hour, we started with the old Forster 1870 – the original batch, the old Forster 1897 bottled in bond. Then we went to the Hadfield and McCoy family brand whiskey, very light with some mintiness to it. Then the Hudson Baby Bourbon Whiskey, which is made by Tuttleton Spirits, distilled in Gardner, New York, north of Albany, not far from the Adirondack region, the capital region as they call it. Very young, 
You can taste the corn, uh, aged only about six, uh, six months or so in small five-gallon charred oak barrels. Now when we come back, lieutenants, in this hour, we'll enjoy the Woodford Reserve, the Woodford Reserve Double Oak, which Mike will explain, and we'll do a a back-to-back taste on that. Then we'll go to Angel's Envy, which was created by Lincoln Henderson, the former master distiller, or one of the distillers at Woodford Reserve. Then we're going to go to Sinatra's favorite, Jack Daniels number 7 Tennessee Whiskey, and some Gentleman Jack. And then the last half hour of the show today, lieutenants, we are going to spend talking about straight rye whiskey. Rye is making a huge comeback. We're going to get into the history of rye and why it really was America's first native spirit, not bourbon with corn. Rye was the first one, and we'll give you a little history lesson on that. And then we're going to do a little mixture. I've got a little concoction of some Scotch whiskey and suburban that we will marry together and, uh, and, and experiment with because a number of Scotch whiskey distillers are starting to do that, creating some expressions with bourbon and Scotch whiskey. Don't forget, lieutenants, made the announcement on the first hour, a very big event, Thursday, October 29th. It is Swords, Stars, and Sinatra as we celebrate the 80th anniversary of Monte Cristo. And everybody attending, Swords, Stars, and Sinatra, poolside at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino from 7 to 10 p.m. will receive four great Monte Cristo cigars, including the very limited Monte Cristo 80th. Only 50,000 were made. This will be the only event of the year in which the Monte Cristo 80th is offered at any Monte Cristo event or Monte Cristo Social Club event. I wanted to make it a big event, so I'm working with uh, Altatus. It is presented by Monte Cristo Social Club, hosted by yours truly, Sword Stars and Sinatra, an evening of great hors d'oeuvres, carving station, pasta station, desserts, samplings of five, six different whiskeys, including the Jack Daniels Sinatra Select, very, very exclusive whiskey, as well as everybody receiving four great cigars, including that Monte Cristo 80th, very limited, 24 bucks a cigar, 100 bucks for the evening. Tickets very limited. Go to CigarDave.com now. Don't forget, a month later after that, Saturday, November 21st, it is the 2015 Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, presented by Davidoff, distilled by Jack Daniels. It will be a great day from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. with great cigars, great humongous food buffet. We will have, uh, in fact, Mike will be joining us, the whiskey brand champion from Brown Foreman, as we taste five, six different uh, whiskeys and bourbons. We will be enjoying some great craft beer, great food, great cigars, great time at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock. Tickets, $160, and you may say, geez, General, $160, that sounds steep. Everybody last year said, General, we ripped you off because it was such a great event. Samadier Dave, you were there. Mike, you were there. there. It was unbelievable. For what you get, 160 is nothing. It really was a great event. All day, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Go to CigarDave.com for info and tickets for the Swords, Stars, and Sinatra event celebrating Monte Cristo's 80th anniversary on Thursday, October 29th. And then Saturday, November 21st, the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Both events poolside at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in the Cigar City of Tampa. Lieutenants, we will come back and continue with Samadier Dave, Mike Ring, the whiskey brand champion of Brown Foreman, as we conduct bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers. 
The 2015 Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock is Saturday, November 21st at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa. The Alpha Male Good Life Maneuvers are presented by Davidoff and distilled by Jack Daniels. Your VIP tickets to the Alpha Pleasure Fest include Davidoff Cigars, Jack Daniels Libations, a scrumptious buffet fit for an Alpha Male, a special gift from Cigar Dave, and so much more. Tickets are on sale now at CigarDave.com. Now, a conversation with Rocky Patel about the vintages. The vintages. I sought out to find some of the oldest, rarest rappers in the world. The 1990, 92, and 99 vintages are very special. You got three different wrappers on three great cigars. The 90 is a 12-year-old broadleaf wrapper. The 92 is a 10-year-old Ecuadorian Sumatra wrapper. And the 1999 is a gorgeous golden 7-year-old Connecticut wrapper. Three beautiful mild to medium-bodied cigars. Tons of flavor, yet elegant and well-balanced. Great fermentation on tobacco. You're going to love it. The beauty about the vintages is that they draw great, they burn perfectly, and you can smoke them down to the last inch. You can't go wrong with any vintage. Every cigar, from the beginner to the aficionado, great masterpieces for your humidor. I hope you love it. I'm Rocky Patel, and I promise you nobody works harder to make a better cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General warning, cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. As a cigar connoisseur, one of the pleasures that we derive is walking into our retailer's humidor and seeing the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Nine years ago, I had the idea that I wanted to share great cigars with the cigar lieutenants. So, the Officers Club was born. Every month, you will receive three fantastic premium cigars direct to your door, shipped in a very dapper Officers Club customized Ziploc cigar pouch. $22.95 per month gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. No long-term contracts. You can cancel whenever you want. You enjoy great cigars right to your door. Names like Perdomo, Diamond Crown, Brickhouse, San Latano, Rocky Patel, Torano, CAO, Avo, Camacho, Greycliff, and many more. Join the Officers Club today. Go to CigarDave.com, click on Officers Club, and for $22.95, you'll get the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Hey, I need to hit the bank before we get on the road. Is it your bank across town? No, no. It's right here. Uh, that's a tobacconist. Yeah, I need to pick up some annuities and currency. Did you knock your head really hard recently? I'm picking up the Banker by H. Upman. Annuity and currency are two sizes. You know I don't understand all that financial mumbo-jumbo. And the Banker is a new cigar made with rich tobaccos inspired by the original H. Upman that was created in 1844 by the Upman brothers, who were bankers by trade. It was given as unique present for their most important clients, and the prize cigar was stored in a vault under lock and key. The only thing my banker has ever given me was a calendar with pictures of his dog dressed as pinup models. It sounds like you need a new banker. Only if you're talking about the cigar. Purchase the banker by H. Upman at your local tobacconist today and look for ways you can crack the code to the vault of the banker by H. Upman. Surgeon General Warning. Cigar smoking can cause lung cancer and heart disease. Small shack in Kentucky, I've lived most of my life, and I do things my own way. 
I don't take no one's advice. I'm a simple man, an honest man. I get along just fine. When times are tough, I got three things that help me every time. Got guns and bourbon. See me through it all. The general recommends a diet rich in corn, wheat, rye, and barley. In liquefied form, of course. It's bourbon time. Well, you are covering several of the major food groups in one shot, making sure you have your your proper agricultural products consumed, and I think most people would rather consume them in liquid form than in solid form. And we continue with our bourbon and American whiskey tasting maneuvers as we count down the remaining days in September and Bourbon Heritage Month. Mike Ring, the whiskey brand champion of Brown Foreman, joins us along with our longtime resident sommelier, sommelier Dave Cavanis, as we come to you front and center from the bar boardroom, or the boardroom bar, whatever you want to call it, at Premier Beverage here in the Cigar City. And Samadhi, Dave, thank you so much for the wonderful hospitality. Our pleasure, uh, Dan Jim. O'Connor, all the, the uh, head honchos here at Premier, fantastic facility. We're just really thrilled to have you here and to help us do what we've been doing, I've been doing for the last 28 years, promoting a wonderful beverage to the masses. And Samadhi, Dave, I think you've been on with us as our resident sommelier, I want to say now, for like 13, 14 years, yeah, something well, like that? Yeah, well, it's definitely 15 years. Cause 15, that's right. It's over 15 because we did the Ott Lights Are Going to the World, uh, Y2K That Y2K program. we did, that's exactly yeah. right. So I was there about a couple, two, maybe three before that. Yeah, wow, geez, 15, 16 years, yeah, that's incredible. Man, where's, where's time th- go? I'm telling you, and we're still uh, hitting it strong here. Still hitting the sauce strong, which is, yep. which is very good. Now, Mike, let us move into Woodford Reserve. Now, what makes Woodford different than Old Forster? Distillation is the first thing that sets us apart uh, on our living water source. So Woodford sources its own water 50 yards below out of the bluegrass aquifer. So we have living water, which is a great way to start. Uh, then distillation. We, we are triple pot stilled at Woodford Reserve. Um, it's fun when you talk about Old Forster. That's the beginnings of bottled whiskey and really kind of creating a, a top-end whiskey. Well, Woodford is the epitome. And after 140 years, uh, this is what we get to come up with. So it's the best minds and whiskey. What does triple pot fermentation mean? How, what is that, how does that impact the consumer? Well, triple pot distilled means that this whiskey touches the most amount of copper out of any American bourbon. Uh, so it three times distilled. So the first time it goes into a very large still, comes out at about 40%. We then double that to probably 60% and then comes out in our final product at about uh, 80% alcohol, 160 proof. Now tell us about the process. The, when you say the still, what happens in that still? And I'm looking at a picture that we will tweet out that you see these giant just copper pots but what happens in those pots? Distillation is a really neat thing. Uh, it is the separation of alcohol and water. Uh, it is the basis for alchemy. Uh, that's how distillation came about. Uh, the Arabs decided that they wanted to create gold from iron. So these Arab alchemists decided to give it to some monks, some Irish and Celtic and Scottish monks in Spain. Uh, then whiskey was born. Uh, so distillation is the act of separating alcohol from a fermented product. Gotcha. And it does, when you do it three times, you're, you're, the first time you get it, you put it in again, so you're really squeezing every bit of alcohol out of there. We call getting the, getting to the heart of a product. So when we distill it, we separate off a lot of water, and then we need to do it again and again. Each time we take the best part of that distillate. So it's easy to explain. Water uh, dis, uh, boils at 212, um, alcohol boils at 170. So we have in between those two numbers to pull off the best part of the distillate. 
And when you get that distillate, it then goes into a barrel. Absolutely. Then it is aged for a number of years. And then when it comes out of the barrel, you cut it with water, correct? We do, we do. And uh, Woodford has a couple cool things in, in between those steps. Uh, Woodford puts in it the lowest proof into barrel entry proof, um, which means that it allows more air. Uh, Evaporation, it allows the, bar- the barrel to interact more with the whiskey. We also control the temperature in our warehouses. We use cycled warehouses. Sometimes it's really hot, too hot, and we want to cool it off a little bit. And then the wintertime, especially when we cycle. So a cycle and aging a whiskey means the, the whiskey's gone into the barrel when it gets hot, and then when it contracts, it goes back into the barrel. So that whiskey's then gone through the wood. Um, so when we cycle our warehouses, it means that we keep, uh, we keep those whiskeys active even in the wintertime when it's cold for everybody else. All right, without any further delay, let's hit the Woodford Reserve. Tell me about this now, very quickly. Uh, triple pot stilled, high rye content, uh, created by Chris Morris out in uh, Versailles, Kentucky, Bourbon County. All right, I will say cheers. Love wow, really wonder, almost a lot of citrusy notes, a little orange, a little bit of maple on the nose. I will take a sip here. It is the most diverse flavor. There's 212 distinct flavors in Woodford. Wow. Now, that's got a lot of sharpness to it. Yeah. A lot of crispiness to it. Comes in it's very... Notes of, uh, geez, I'm trying to, to hit this because they're so complex. Exactly. A little bit of pepper, a little bit of maple, some citrus, a uh, little You're get a different like nutmeg, a little bit of everything. Every yeah. time you taste it, it changes. It's just mm. wonderful. That's it changes. why you love drinking a beverage like this. Now, the Woodford Reserve Double Oak. All right, so Double Oak is really neat. When we decided that we wanted to start finishing whiskeys, as the Scots do a lot, they finish whiskeys, we actually created a secondary barrel. Being Brown Foreman makes their own barrels, we created a secondary barrel with a lot more toasting and a lot less charring. That toast in the barrel is what gives us all this beautiful color, so we put it a secondary maturation in a new toasted, heavily toasted barrel for one additional year. I'll say cheers. Wow, wonderful aroma on the uh, on oh, the nose. It's like mm. caramel. Mm-hmm. That's smoother to me. Yes. There is a little no, bit smoother. No flavor added, only barrels. Wow, and you know what? Not as not as spicy, not as peppery, but a lot of that flavor. I really the aroma, that woodiness, I capture right on the nose. Drank a lot mm. of it during my tour. Mm. Yeah, I wow. did. It was unbelievable. The Woodford Reserve, the Woodford Reserve Double Oak, magnificent. We still have a lot more coming your way. Bourbon and American whiskey tasting today on The Cigar Dave Show. The September selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Alec Brandley New Brand Sampler. It includes the new Tempest Nicaragua, which is handmade with a choice Jalapa wrapper with Lajero and Viso long fillers from Esteli, Condega, and Jalapa. The rich and earthy profile is sure to satisfy fans of everything Nicaragua. It's easy to join the Officers Club to have these cigars shipped directly to you. Just log on to CigarDave.com. Hi, this is Rocky Patel. I'm here with my brother Nish and my cousin Nimish, and we're talking cigars. Guess what? They want me to vote on what my favorite cigar is. It's tough, but I'm going to go with the Decade. I love it. It's rich, decadent, and smooth. Rocky, you know what? The Decade's a great cigar, but the 15th anniversary, that's the cigar. That celebrated your 15 years in business, and I got to tell you, it's my favorite. You know what, Nish and Rocky, you both are wrong. The best cigar is Freedom by Rocky Patel. This cigar delivers a lot of spice, a lot of flavor, and in my opinion, it's the best cigar we make. As usual, we can't agree. But guess what? There's a great cigar for everyone. I promise you. 
Nobody works harder than we do to make you a great quality cigar. Come visit us at RockyPatel.com. Surgeon General Warning. Cigars are not a safe alternative to cigarettes. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. If you'd like to join the alpha male conversational maneuvers, call me during the live show, Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-DAVE-007. That's Saturdays 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern Time at 877-328-3007. to get me high and then I'll say goodbye no way good day she hung me out to dry one bottle of bourbon and I'm still sober from you one bottle of bourbon just can't down out this blue welcome to Cigar Dave's Five Star Lounge. Cigars and spirits are permitted and encouraged in all areas. Your stunning server will be attending to you shortly. In the meantime, enjoy the lounge sounds. A stunning server and your precocious presenter, as they would say over in the UK, Mick the Brit, whenever he calls me he says ha ah, how is my favorite presenter general so your presenter front and center from the bar boardroom here at premier beverage in the cigar city of tampa amazing facility we've got samadhi dave cavanis mike ring the whiskey brand champion the heavyweight champion for brown foreman carries around the back belt and everything hope you got as big of a payday as one of those other boxers by the way a couple of weeks ago they get like 50 million for yes, the night i'm still working on it hey still put me in the ring it. for five and I'll, I'll take one hit i'll be done perfect that's it I am done. Now, we're going to move from Woodford Reserve over to Angel's Envy, which was launched Somebody day five years ago or so? I would think it's about five, maybe six now. Very unique bottle, and if you look at the bottle, at the back, it's got the angel wings. Very uh, certainly interesting presentation, and there is a there is a tie. There is a relationship between Woodford Reserve and Angel Angel's Envy, and it involves Lincoln Henderson. And, Mike, if you would like to set up the relationship, that would be great. He was an integral part in producing Woodford Reserve, to be honest with you. He was an amazing master distiller. We, we, we definitely have a lot of ties to him. Um, he was really one of the ones who brought finishing to America. So uh, like Scotch does, they do the port, they do cognac and rum. Well, he brought that really to American bourbon and uh, had trouble classifying it. And Brown Foreman um, definitely knew they saw a lot of talent. Um, Lincoln uh, since retired and then waited his period and opened up this, this whiskey, which really need to see what it is. For what it is, honestly, too. A Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey finished in port wine barrels. It's very light. It's not as deep and dark. And sadly, uh, Lincoln Henderson passed away about a year, two years ago already, Samadhi Dave. And yeah. we had him on the show. Yes, we did. We uh, brought him on. He was very gracious. He had just been in the Tampa market doing some of the yep. promotions in St. Petersburg and in Tampa. We were able to get him on the show. He was great. He talked about the whiskeys and that. He also had a hand, if I'm not wrong in with the gentleman jack production and jack single barrel he was more or less one of those ones that thought outside the box we need more people like that in the world but he was one of those adventurous people 45 years he was with brown foreman so he had a great history and his son uh, is carrying on yes and the grandson and the grandson grandson now for angel's envy so let's uh, say cheers to the memory of lincoln and as i put this on the nose 
Wow, definitely some sweetness from that port wine barrel. I'll say cheers and get a little raisin out of that. Yeah, definitely. Raisin. Some apricot, you know, the barrels thrown out. You apricot. get that port. You, yeah. you, you, you taste that port wine. Not a lot of sharpness, but a lot of unique flavors, softer flavors than, say, the Woodford. I like to think. less rye. I like to equate this with, so many years I sold Chardonnay, and everybody talked about dry Chardonnays. Mm -hmm. But if you put Kendall Jackson, which is sweeter, has a little residual sugar, people drink it all day long. They talk dry, but really we drink sweet. Yep. And it is very much so this way. I mean, and if, it's fun to even look at the way they mention it. Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey finished in port wine barrels. So it's neat. They, they just don't call it a bourbon. It's finished in port wine barrels. Very nice. Very, very pleasant. And it's doing very well, Samadhi, Dave. Extremely well. Uh, $40 a bottle, $44, depending on the market you're in. It's doing extremely well. Now, let us go, Mike, into the Old Forster birthday bourbon. Samadier Dave, about seven, eight years ago. Yes, I did. You, 2007. Yeah. You gave me a bottle of the Old Forster birthday bourbon. Yes. I still have about a mm -hmm. half of it left. Beautiful. Comes in a very unique, almost looks like a uh, kettle still, if you will, little pot still, yeah. but very unique. So, Mike, tell me about the Old Forster birthday bourbon, 12 years of age, comes out one time per year. Yep, comes out with uh, George Garvin-Bound's birthday in September. Um, we have since... Well, this again, 2002 was the inaugural year of this brand. It is whiskey produced on one day, which is George Garvin Brown's birthday. I think it's around September 2nd. And uh, so the whiskey is produced on one day. One day's distilled is aged for 12 years. So they're getting to play with this whiskey. And Chris Morris, our master distiller, even gave me some more uh, clues to where this was aged. It was aged in front of a window, in front of a heating vent. So this whiskey has been literally sitting in the sun with the heater on it for 12 years. So these barrels lose a lot of the whiskey that was inside of them. It's a neat point to say what happens in America versus the UK with aging whiskey, but our proof goes up. Um, this one is served up at a 50% alcohol, so 100 proof. The whiskeys have been proven over and over again. I think we just won the San Francisco Gold with the whiskey competition. It is dis decidedly one of the best whiskeys I've ever had. I'm a little biased, though. This has the most wonderful aroma of any of the bourbons and whiskeys we've sampled today. Very fruity, right on the nose. Ugh. Sweetness. I, I'm trying to peg what it is, but it's like a nutty nutmeg. It tastes yeah, like a fruit almost cake. like a cinnamony fruit. Yeah, fruity. that you'd want to eat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to say cheers, and because this is the birthday bourbon, cigar father, my father, Doctor Z, would have been 82 birthday. on Wednesday, so I'm going to dedicate it to him. I'm going to say cheers. I will take a sip of this old Forster birthday bourbon. This is the first time we've tasted it too. Oh boy! Oh. Holy mackerel! That is delicious. Wow. I gotta take another one. Mm. Yeah. Oh. There's a reason it's so wow. good. That is expansive on the palate. It is rich. Some t notes of raisin, getting a little molasses. You would uh, never just know the proof on that. Yeah. What was the proof again? Hundred proof. See now that to me <laughs> a totally different taste expression than the old Forster 1897 yeah. 100. Yep. Now, this has, does this have less rye content? No, it's exactly the same, the same. juice. Exactly the same juice. But because where they aged it in the barrel by that heat source, yep. it makes that difference. This is the one difference where we did age all this whiskey in the same place. So if we did have a fire in that warehouse, we would have been in trouble. But thankfully, we didn't. This is... This sure. is the first time anybody really in Florida has gotten to taste it. We are the first people in Florida to get to taste this whiskey expression. Sweet. Unless you've been to Louisville like Mr. Dave. It's a great well, Samadhi Dave, Dave is a big shot. That's why he's a Samadhi yeah. Dave. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, that's why you, listen, with the title comes they privileges. Not, they weren't pouring it. I was drinking a lot of du uh, double 
Wood Woodford yes. when I was up there. I'm going to put this in my You're gonna hide in, in my cigar day duffel bag right now. This good. is that good. And this is the kind of bourbon that when you take you don't want to have a glass of this every week. No. You want to enjoy it. This to me, you don't dilute it with ice, you don't put any water, you put it in a whiskey snifter or a brandy snifter, have a nice cigar, relax and go to town. Absolutely. That is magnificent. Suggest a retail for the bottle? I'm not quite 86, sure. 86. I think 86, 86, yeah, like 75 to 86. Which mm. isn't that expensive at all. That is absolutely incredible. Now, let us quickly F- move find over. Find it at your local restaurant or bar. Correct. There you go, on premise. Let us now move to Tennessee for some good old-fashioned J.D. Jack Daniels number 7 and some Gentleman Jack, if you will be so kind, Mike, to talk about Jack Daniels, the history, and then we'll talk about Gentleman Jack, one of my favorites. So um, American whiskey wouldn't be what it is today without having Jack Daniels. Um, one of the fun things is he's, he was a real person. He was not a real big person, but he was a real big person in personality. Um, Kind of had a hardship story. Started making whiskey in Tennessee when he was 16 years old. Uh, 1866 is the year that it started. Um, they have set themselves apart in many different ways, but one of them is charcoal mellowing. Um, instead of whiskey, bourbons can't be filtered or fined in 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 a way that the Lincoln County process does in Tennessee. So we take this whiskey, we distill it twice. We do use both kinds of stills, a column still as well as a pot still. And then we'd... Uh, Put it through charcoal mellowing. After we come off the still, this is where we call it bourbon plus one. All the rules that we talked about before with with bourbons, we have to follow those same rules. Brand new oak barrels, 51% corn. We actually use about 80% corn in Jack Daniels, and we have to go through charcoal mellowing or the Lincoln County process. Then we age in our open air warehouses. So different than Woodford, we age uh, Jack Daniels with nature. You know, we can't tame nature, but we can sure as heck uh, kind of refine what she does to our barrels. So and as you were. Describing that, I took a taste. No, 80% corn, so you don't have that high rye content, not spicy, very smooth. That that charcoal filtering really makes a huge difference. It is very pleasant. Now we know why Frank Sinatra always demanded a bottle of Jack Daniels number no. seven in his in his dressing room. And that's when Jack Daniels was, was really more of a craft bourbon, a craft whiskey. It really wasn't a mass spirit. We are still a craft uh, whiskey, Dave. I think we really? we, pr- we produce what well, we sell 55 million cases of whiskey a year. It has to be well handcrafted to be as right, consistent right. as it is. So that's a fun argument I have every every day. Is is Jack Daniels is true craft whiskey? Right, but but it was before it became a 55 million. But we didn't even case. know what that word craft was. Right, exactly. You know? Well, it was very small. It was a, it was not a well known spirit when Sinatra. I can't remember who introduced him to it, but nonetheless, Jackie Gleason. Was Jackie the man. Gleason. Yep. That's Jackie it. Gleason. And, and that was on site. Jackie Gleason introduced it to him, and that was the end of that. Now. Now we move into Gentleman Jack, double mellowed. This is extremely smooth. So fun with Sinatra. Sinatra never said that we could never pay him to talk about the whiskey. He he thought it was good enough to want to talk about it. So we took that mm. charcoal mellowing process and created Je- Gentleman Jack where we mellowed it twice. It came out a lot richer, a lot smoother, great for cocktails. This makes a wonderful Manhattan. We have all these whiskeys today. We should definitely talk about Manhattans and old fashions. Uh, but this twi- uh, twice charcoal mellowed whiskey with Gentleman Jack came out in the 80s as an answer to some of the high-end bourbons that were coming coming out. Um, it, it's, it's really good. This is probably my everyday uh, Tennessee whiskey Extremely drink. Extremely smooth. I took a sip. I'm going to take another sip now. It's called Light and Gentle. Mm. It's really affordable, too. Oh, that is, that is a super premium American whiskey at a very reasonable price. Suggested yes. retail for the bottle? Like $27, that is, $28. That is a steal. It really is. It is ever so smooth. Both the Jack Daniels number 7 and the Gentleman Jack, you cannot go wrong with. Now, when we come back for our final and concluding segment of our bourbon 
and American Whiskey Tasting. We will go to the rye side, and we'll talk about rye whiskey, which truly was America's first native spirit. And we will continue right around the corner. Sommelier Dave Cavanis, Mike Ring Whiskey, brand champion Brown Foreman. Cannot wait to get to Rye Whiskey's right around the corner. Watch Cigar Dave's exclusive telecast with Rocky Patel Premium Cigars from the 2015 IPCPR at CigarDave.com. The General, Rocky, Nimish, and Nish discuss the new Rocky Patel 20th Anniversary Cigar, the Rocky Patel Sun-Grown Maduro, the Tamiquero by Hamlet, and more. Watch these exclusive telecasts anytime on CigarDave.com. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. Enjoy the latest and greatest cigars shipped directly to you. Join the Cigar Dave Officers Club now, and you'll receive three premium cigars every month. Membership is just $22.95, including shipping and handling. Join by going to CigarDave.com now. That's CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club. The great Dean Martin with a wonderful rendition of When You're Drinking. When you're drinking, 
it stinking It helps your point of view And we are drinking some great bourbon, some great American whiskeys, and now we're going to move into a segment of whiskey that almost died after right around Prohibition, but actually was really America's native spirit, not bourbon, and I'm talking about rye whiskey. And Samadier Dave and Mike Ring, the brand champion, the whiskey brand champion for Brown Foreman, there is a great history with rye whiskey here in the United States. George Washington was a distiller of rye whiskey. People do not realize that back during the colonial period, it was not bourbon, it was not rye whiskey that was popular. It was rum. Right. So, rum. Mike, tell us about the history on that. On rum? Well, no, no. About about how America, why rum was big because of the colonists. Oh, absolutely. And there was a big rebellion. The Golden Triangle. So they were bringing uh, slaves in from Africa into the Caribbean. They would trade those slaves then for sugarcane uh, distillate, uh, which would be molasses for them. Then to bring it up to to the north where they were distilling. The distilling came over on the Mayflower, uh, basically. So they were making rums. Those rums were then like grog, basically, were the national drink. And then they would take the the distilled rum back to the uh, the motherland, if you would, sure, and start England all over again. Or Holland or wherever, sell it, and then just go right back to Africa, get more slaves. So it was just continuous. And, and, and really what happened was is after the, the tea party, they threw the colonists threw the tea overboard. It wasn't just tea that went. It was the British way of life. That meant rum. However, American colonists did not want to quit drinking, so they adapted to rye. A grain grown in abundance here in the United or in the in the colonies at the time, and by 1810, thousands of rye distilleries up and down the East Coast. George Washington made a rye. In fact, uh, there's another rye that has his name on it that's now being made down in Virginia. But it it almost disappeared after Prohibition because Americans went uh, during Prohibition. They got their Canadian whiskey, which is a little mellower, a little tamer. But now rye is back in a big way. Sales are up six times. Over six times, from 15 million to more than 106 million in 2014, that works out to about 300 million in retail sales. So it is certainly growing, and there are very diff- a lot of different flavor characteristics. The most pronounced being the pepperiness and the spiciness. Heat. Yes, definitely spice and the pepper on it, depending on if it's 100 percent, which you have a lot that are 100 percent right now that we're going to try. It's really. The Jack. And we're going to start off with Jack Daniels, unaged distillers run Tennessee whiskey. All right, so uh, we started a project, Jack Daniels. Like you said, everything is all about rye. So Jack and Woodford both came up with the rye. So we started out by l- launching a, an unaged whiskey. The first time Jack has ever come up with one, who knows, probably the last time, uh, but unaged Tennessee rye. And we're going to show as it grows, because the next one we taste is rested. It's been aged two years. And this is a white, dis- clear distillate. Clear distillate. And I'm going to take a taste. On our Jack Daniels still, so they, they clear out Sundays, and they make rye on Sunday. Wow. It, it's it's You know what? It, even though it's unaged, aged it's got spice but not overpowering it's actually pretty good and you don't have the aroma of that corn so it's a very different aroma on the nasal cavity and Samadier Dave two years ago you gave me a test bottle of the Jack Daniels rested rye rye. and I will sample that Mike as you tell us about it so rye doesn't have to be 100% rye like you said it's kind of like a corn bourbon whiskey it has to be at least 51% rye so we we fall on the same lines but this this is definitely mellowed out delicious we come out this year with our full time rye it's going to be a a barrel a barrel a single barrel uh, offering by Jack Daniels it'll be full time here probably in April this rested rye incredibly smooth it, will it be made again? 
No, but you see how it's changed. We're making it every day, but we're not going to release it. So you see how it's already gotten much more mellow. You see the yep. color it's taken on, all because of those wonderful barrels. How long was that rested rye aged? Two years. Very so it nice. is a straight. It's already a straight rye. Straight rye, and I'll tell you, not overpowering. Very, very smooth. Now we move into a craft whiskey, the Whistle Pig, uh, hand-bottled at Whistle Pig Farm. Now, they say hand-bottled, finished is. in bourbon barrels, which it means is. it's probably not distilled nope. there. No, but they are building a distillery at right. the farm up just south of Burlington, Vermont. But at least they're honest about it, yeah. saying they we're buying it here, and a lot of spirit manufacturers are not. So I give them credit for that, and I'm sure they're probably buying their, their juice from MGP, which is a very big... No, what nope. they did was they bought it from Canada. They oh, from Canada. They bought as much Canadian rye whiskey as they possibly could put it into barrels. It's really neat. They actually bought $10 million worth yeah. of whiskey on wow. one day. They made a little bit of media that yes, way and they said they're going to buy as much rye as they get their hands on in one yeah. day. And and whiskey wouldn't be where it is today without blending. Exactly. So I love that they do that. And, and tell me about this, Samadhi, Dave. Is It's a straight rye whiskey. It's a straight rye whiskey. It's 100 proof. It has been given a 96 rating by some of the whiskey magazines. It's Wow, this has got little, some sharpness to it. Yeah. Ooh, it's a little fire on the tongue. You're going to find it for about $85 a bottle. Yep. It's not inexpensive, but uh, they do have one Boss Hog, which is 121 that goes over $100 if you can find it. They release it when they can. They don't Boss make Hog, enough of it. do they have the Roscoe P. Coltrane? <laughs> no, but they have plenty of hogs on the farm. Outstanding. Now, this is very sharp. Yes. Definitely got a lot of fire on the tongue. Still like that rested rye. Jack Daniels, the best. Now we move into Woodford Reserve, Kentucky straight rye whiskey, Mike. All right, wonderful. So, again, Woodford likes to change one variable at a time. So this way they changed our recipe for the first time at Woodford Reserve. Um, we use 54% rye, so we are not 100% rye. And it allows us to be a lot more approachable, definitely more cocktail-friendly. I think ryes have come become popular popular really because of the cocktail culture right now. They're the ones pouring it the most. This is smoother than the than the white a whistle pig. Oh yeah. Still Corn. has st- yeah so so but this is 100% rye? 54% rye, 54. 33% corn and the rest is malted barley. And malted barley. Yep. So the malted barley tames it a little bit. Very nice. And as I taste it again... Everything else is the same as Woodford Reserve. Comes in at the same proof, 90.4. Wow. Aged the same amount of time in our same Beautiful. barrels and our same warehouses. Definitely a, definitely a difference than the Woodford Reserve. I find it actually a little bit smoother, believe oh, it or not. so delicious. It is incredible. Now we move into High West, whis- High West Whiskey, Double Rye, a blend of straight rye whiskeys. This is barrel number 948-2, bottle 203. 50% alcohol by volume, made out in Utah. Utah. And I understand if you buy a bottle, you get four wives that come with it complimentary. Uh, I don't know anything about that, but it's uh, an area where ski resort. Right. Gentlemen ski had. In. You can ski in, ski out. Yep. Yep. What they were doing is they were coming down the slope, skiing into the restaurant and all that, and they figured, well, it's cold. They need a nice beverage, so they created this rye whiskey, they do about three or four different ryes. They have a rendezvous rye. Here's a double rye. They have other type of ryes. You're going to get some really nice licorice root on there, some pine nuts, possibly some dark chocolate, cinnamon, clove. It's another one of those cornucopia flavors. Yeah, it's really good. That's coming back. It's very good. Got some cinnamon, got a little spice. It's actually very smooth. This is very very pleasant. They're neat. They came to the market with their first expression was a 21-year-old rye. And again, they're proving that buying buying whiskeys is wonderful because they can blend some great whiskeys. Now we're going to go for our finale. I'm going to do the JDD, and that is Jack Daniels and Dewar's, a blended Tennessee whiskey, American whiskey, and a scotch. And some scotch manufacturers, distillers, are starting to do that. So we'll put in 
little bit of Jack. I'll put an equal amount of Dewar's White Label, one of the first whiskeys I ever tried way back. Of course, Cigar A, my grandfather, gave me a little Cron Royale nice and early. I'll stir it. Mm, take a sip. It's good. You guys have to try this. It's smooth. Get a little bit of that malt, a little bit of that corn. It's pleasant. Samadier Dave Cavanis, we appreciate it again. Mike Ring, whiskey brand champion, Brown Foreman. Fantastic afternoon. It was. Thank you. Thank My you pleasure, too. Thank you for sharing it here at Premier. And thank you for the hospitality from the bar boardroom here at Premier Beverage in the Cigar City. Lieutenants, don't forget, go to CigarDave.com. Check out the info for the Star or Sword, Stars, and Sinatra event, Monte Cristo 80th, on Thursday, November 29th. And don't forget the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest at The Rock, both at CigarDave.com. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, may your humidor always be full. May your cutter always be sharp. May your ash be extra, extra long. Cheers, everyone. <laughs>